0: You're listening to the Confidence Podcast, your favorite coaching podcast oozing with motivation, inspiration, and confidence to help you boldly take action on your dreams. I'm your host, Trish Blackwell, internationally recognized confidence coach, best selling author, and founder of the College of Confidence, the most encouraging place on the internet. I teach go getters in life how to take their thoughts captive, how to step out of the shadows of self doubt, and how to courageously step into their purpose with confidence. It's time to pump our confidence muscles and train our thoughts, y'all. Let's get started. Hey guys, it's Trish Blackwell and you're listening to The Confidence Podcast, episode 521. This episode is for you. If you want to have more confidence speaking up, now that could be public speaking in the traditional stance. It could be being participatory in class or in meetings. It could be simply speaking your mind, whether to friends and family in a relationship or having social courage to speak more confidently on social media. This episode is gonna go over some some tips on really just trusting yourself to be yourself, just speaking that what you have to say matters. Now, if you are in sales of any sort, your confidence and your ability to speak and to be persuasive is absolutely critical to your success, to you standing out, to you creating more income, more value in the world, to you communicating that which you are selling, that it how, how impactful it be to the lives of those who you are trying to sell it to. So this is also for those of you who have a business or in sales. And you guys, we are all in sales. We are selling ourselves all the time, whether you're in high school trying to get to college and you're selling yourself to the colleges. You're selling yourself within the, the corporation that you work for to get a promotion. You're selling yourself to other people all the time. So how you communicate is critical. And so public speaking is speaking your mind no longer needs to panic you or make you feel anxious or unsure of you, yourself. I cannot wait to pull back the veil Because in this podcast episode, I'm going to give you practical and easy to implement tips to improve your self-confidence for the next time you speak in public, the next time you sell something, the next time you raise your hand, or the next time you're trying to speak your mind or offer your opinion about something that matters to you. I wanna normalize some of what happens. I want you to know that the brain is gonna always offer us some panic. The brain is always gonna say, oh, it's this unsafe, that I'm going to, you're gonna to listen to this episode and learn that some of the overthinking that you're doing is normal and that it's not something you need to worry about or even listen to and here's the other thing you don't need to be extroverted or even 100 percent confident in yourself to appear more confident when speaking in front of others in at the end of this episode i'm going to teach you how to trust yourself and how to keep your thoughts in a place of confidence instead of a place of self judgment and fear for the next time you speak, because that's what happens. We start judging ourselves about being awkward or saying the wrong thing, or not being eloquent enough or not really knowing. And then we assume that people are saying things or thinking things about us and we get distracted and we go to a place of insecurity, rather it's staying firm in our place of confidence, knowing that we have something good to say. So we're gonna talk about all things, about speaking, in using your voice. Hey, our review of the week is from um, LTR eleven oh one. They just said love it, love this podcast. Just found it last week, and it has already helped so much. Looking forward to listening to even more episodes and going on this confidence journey. I got to say, thank you, friend, for listening to the show. And a week later, writing review that that hits me hard. That makes my heart smile. So thank you. So if you've not written a review but thought about it. It's time, y'all. It's time. Uh, I also wanted to highlight we have some incredible feedback from some of our members in the College of Confidence. Three recent testimonials that we got was um, just the the change in this coc. We create change. We change our lives. We take things here on the podcast and then we actually work it out into our lives to really cultivate our confidence. Really really create courage and then go step into our calling. So Sh- um, Shayna said this, she has business growth from being in the CSC. She says, I'm getting more clients in my business because I'm more bold now. I have more positivity and power in my daily life. I'm learning how and to practice having my own back through the decisions that others disagree with. And I'm bringing it to my business more and my business growth and my personal flow of peace in life is evident. I believe now. I recommend the COC because the support is so practical and positive slash effective. Thank you, Shana. Anna Barr said this. She went from freedom to anxiety. I have confidence and ease in every room I'm in now. Family functions where I've known everyone my whole life to gatherings where that used to make my stomach hurt, thinking of seeing them and, and social settings with people I used to think were fancier than me. Not only do I now know I belong wherever, whatever room God places me in, but that I thrive with confidence. I love the constant encouragement from the COC community. I joined to help with anxiety, both socially and in life. I couldn't function, and was especially afraid of health, bad health outcomes. That I avoided. That the, I even avoided the doctor. My confidence was built up, and I was able to go and guess what? I've experienced healing from multiple illnesses, y'all. Amazing. And then Cami Bradshaw said this: improved marriage. I'm amazed at how much content there is in the C O C. And content that relates to almost everything you could use confidence growth in. It's helped me to overcome my social anxiety and my social overthinking in my interaction with others. And most notably, the coc has transformed my confidence in social situations and my self esteem in my marriage relationship. I love being able to watch recordings always and be able to go at my own pace. Knowing Trish works on developing a relationship with each of her students. As long as you put the effort into be on the calls is incredible. Thank you, Cami. You guys, if you've even thought about joining the COC, this is the month. This is the month. It's an absolute no-brainer because this month we have more coaching than we've ever had before, more opportunity than we've ever had before. We're creating more results than ever before. We are going deep. And then next month in the COC, oh, it's going to be good. We're talking about how to dream bigger. So That's my plug. Go check it out, collegeofconfidence.com. Let's dive in to public speaking. We're going to start with three rules. Three rules to public speaking. And again, this does not have to be on a stage. This could be raising your hand in class, uh, raising your hand in a board meeting, or uh, having an opinion in a large family gathering. Know your audience. So number one, Know your audience number two know your material know what you want to say know what you're standing for know what you represent and number three know your passion know why it matters to you to speak up know why your voice matters so often we just glaze over and go "Ah, i guess i don't really matter i guess it doesn't really matter to, to, to explore this but i want to give you some very practical tips here i want you to be comfortable with the pause when speaking in any capacity use the pause now i used to be terrible at this because i was so nervous speaking because i was told well you might know this i'm a pretty fast talker and i used to apologize for it now i embrace it but i've also had to learn to work within my excitable nature to intentionally insert pauses to not assume that you're bored but rather maybe hanging on to what I'm ready to say. I, this was all foreign to me, and I would tell a story and go, oh, you know, no, you tell the story. I was the, I was the friend in a group of friends that would have something amazing, epic happening, and they'd be like, Trish, Trish, tell them what happened. And I'd be like, no, no, you! <laughs> because I felt, I felt social pressure. I felt like my friends could always tell a story better. I always got the punchline better. I would would get nervous providing too much detail and get distracted when the person listening would like kind of, you know, tap out, look bored. And I didn't know how how to captivate my audience, but I also wasn't using voice inflection on purpose, pausing on purpose. But more than anything, I was believing this narrative. This is the dangerous narrative that will make you come off as insecure when you're speaking your mind, when you're speaking in any capacity in front of others. The narrative was, I didn't think I was good at talking. I didn't think I was eloquent. And I also didn't believe I was a good storyteller. And so that's one simple way we can start. We got to start talking to yourself as if you are someone who has command of what you want to say. Now, how do you get good at that? You practice. How am I comfortable behind the mic now when I used to think, I, I don't, you know, everything about how I talk is wrong. Well, take a look at how many episodes I've done. 521. You know, almost 10 years of public speaking every week of the year. I've gotten better. I trust what I have to say more. But in order to become better, you have to show up and do. In order to be a better storyteller, you've got to start practicing telling stories at the table. In order to be a better public speaker, you've got to raise your hand and offer to get on stage. In order to be better at giving your opinion and having a preference, you've got to start putting your preferences out there and having an opinion, and being willing to, to, to not be convenient for everyone. Right? So that's first we're going to start by talking back to ourselves and start. I want you to start affirming yourself that you're learning how to project your voice. So say it with me here. And this is not even in my notes. I'm going off the cuff here. But I am a person who loves to express my opinion. I am a person who's practicing being a powerful communicator. I am a person whose voice matters. And I will use my voice to stand up for what matters to me in this world. If you start with those statements, you'll start creating a self-concept of yourself as a great communicator. And if you believe that you're a great communicator and that communication is one of your core values, and it's one of mine, then you will step into the field because it's a value. It's easy to step into. It's not just something you want to improve, but we know it's one of your values. You will have less pressure. You will have less fear about speaking up in whatever capacity you want to improve. And as we, before we even continue even further, I do want to challenge you to think about one area of your life when it comes to speaking in front of other people that you want to improve. Is it going to be actual public speaking? Is it, perhaps you have a podcast. And by the way, If you do have a podcast, I'd love to come hang out on your podcast with you. So let me know. Um, Is it the, uh, you want to have more social confidence in the boardroom, in the classroom? Is it, you want to be the person that finally expresses their real opinion? What, think about the, we're going to attack each area of our speaking confidence or maybe you just want to be a better storyteller, like that I did. I again, even even in my first couple of years of marriage, I find myself still doing this, guys. My husband is this incredibly engaging storyteller. He can captivate an entire room. At least that's through my lens. That's what I see. His description of detail is so much better and more eloquent and just uh, exquisite than mine. And so, anytime we have come back from a trip and we've been with family. And they say, well, how was Rome? How was Crete? What well, was cool? Well, we, I'll go, oh, Brandon, Brandon, tell them. Like, it's so funny. So I noticed that pattern in myself and I, I challenged myself. So know where, you're, where, go, know where you tap out and then lean into that and just say, this is the area I'm, I'm not running from anymore. I've determined I'm gonna be better at this because all this is a skill. It's just practice. It's just doing the same thing over and over until you're comfortable. And so this is, this is critical. It's cool that you're not comfortable. Maybe you just haven't practiced enough. That's like my son Baker. We've been starting to play pickleball. We play once or twice a week, about twice a week. And it's super fun. But he's five, guys. Like, really, it's about hand-eye coordination. He and I can volley back maybe on on a good volley 10 times. And, oh, man, he thinks he can beat my husband. He has such, such confidence in his pickleball. But most of the time, the truth is one out of three times when he hits it back, it does not stay in her court because he's five and the And the reason I'm sharing this is I think we often think, well, I should just it, he's got he's he's got a good ego, but when my daughter plays and she sees she's old enough to see, he thinks he's incredible. my daughter's about the same level, and she's old enough to know, hold on, why am I not as good as you? That's frustrating, and she's not as good because she's hasn't practiced as much. I've spent years playing racquetball. I have more experience with a racket and hand-eye coordination. And so for her to compare herself to me, playing pickleball is not reasonable. So be careful of who you're comparing yourself to in your storytelling, in your writing, in your speaking. In your salesmanship, a lot of it is just practice. Repetition. I'm convinced that the people who are the greatest at anything they do, those, you know, we are all ordinary people who do in the ordinary people who create extraordinary results in their lives are simply people who are willing to do the ordinary thing with extraordinary consistency. They're doing ordinary things over and over and over and over until they become incredible. One of the reasons um, I was a good soccer player, even though I wasn't a year-round or or travel soccer player, was that one because I was swimming all the time. I had incredible lung endurance, so I I could outrun anyone on the field. But also, too, um, I did. I forget what my injury was. This was back in high school, and I messed something up with my right leg, and I'm I'm a righty. And so what I did was I would swim for two and a half, three hours in the morning, and then in the afternoon I played soccer. And I would, when I was injured and I couldn't use my right leg. Well, it was when my right leg was still healing. Uh, it was past healing. I was allowed to like put pressure on it, but I wasn't allowed to kick hard with it. I spent an hour every day in the gym at Chatham Hall in Chatham, Virginia, kicking with my left foot. And it was terrible. I would just kick against the ball, kick the ball against the wall, kick the ball against the wall, kick the ball against the wall. And I started off terribly. And you know what? My junior and senior year of of soccer, I was I was... I don't even know what you call. You call it ambidextrous two hands. What is ambu? Well, amb- whatever er for your feet is, is what I became. I could play the field as right on the left side of the field, as well as on the left side of the field as with the right side of the field, but it took me being injured. It took me being dedicated. It took me being willing to be the kid who went and just, by myself, in my free time, repeated something thousands and thousands of time until it became automatic for my left foot. So now my left foot is as strong and powerful a kicking as my right foot. And that's all it is with any type of success, in anything, right? It's critical to know that if you're frustrated with yourself and you're beating yourself up and and, and you're maybe being hard on yourself, maybe you just need to be more dedicated to doing the boring thing over and over and over. Maybe we're overcomplicating it. It's not about your capacity or your potential. We just need to put in more time. So back to speaking, Not i on a soccer tangent. Okay, we're going to practice the pause. Don't worry, by the way, when people don't look engaged. And that means in your audience, in your story. Have a plan. Know your opening and closing statement. Assume that people care. Remember this, especially in the terms of public speaking. The audience is on your side. You know this. The public speaking is the number one fear that people self-report. People are terrified of public speaking, which is why all the more I wanted to dedicate an episode to this, because if you can master public speaking, you can master anything because in order to show up with confidence in a public way, you've got to be okay with yourself. You've got to be okay with your opinions. You've got to be okay with being looked at. You've got to be okay neutralizing your brain as, because your brain's going to say all kinds of things of they're judging me and they think this, and they don't like my shoes and they're bored. And you're, you're going to be able to neutralize that and stay on, on, on track and go, they like this. You'll be, you have the capacity to convince yourself to stay on track. So in general use inclusive language, use stories. I mean, you can, this is not a how to be a great public speaker. I want to just point out that if you want to improve this area of your life, there are strategies, there are techniques. Use inclusive language, practice, practice, practice. And then in general, from a confidence standpoint, wear something that makes you feel powerful. I'm not saying wear something that other speakers wear. Wear something that makes you feel, feel powerful, that you love. I would, if you ever see me at a conference, you will always see me in heels. I love how heels make me feel. I got great legs and I have some incredible calves in my calves and heels. I'm like, I feel like a powerhouse. You will always see me in big earrings. They make me happy. They make me feel powerful. And I did, I grew up, you might not know this about me. I was not allowed to get my ears pierced until I was 18. My mom was extremely conservative, extremely strict. And technically, she didn't allow it. I was eighteen. I said, "I'm getting my ears pierced," and I just love that. For me, e- these the earrings represent independence, this sense of self, right? That gives me power. So it's not it's not actually always about the earrings. For you, what is it that gives you that slight edge? And the other thing is to embrace your personal style and your quirks. It's huge. It's kind of quirky that I like really bright colors and right, these big big earrings. It's also just me your job when you go on stage your job when you raise your hand in in the classroom your job when you raise your hand in the boardroom is not to be like everyone else it is to be you one of the most powerful things a mentor ever said to me when i was going on stage this was about 12 years ago, um, and I was at, at an international fitness conference, and I was being sent on stage, and I was still in the in the final healing stages of my eating disorder and my body image, and I had some anxiety about being seen and looked at, and I was comparing myself to every other woman at this massive fitness event, thinking they were prettier and they were more successful and they had more Lululemon clothes than me, and like, I, you know, I had some work to do, guys. But this mentor said, I can remember where I was standing. I can't remember his name. It's crazy. But he worked for Free Motion Fitness. I was being sponsored by Free Motion Fitness. And he said to me, Trish, we brought you here. We hired you. We've chosen you. Make that enough. Go be Trish. Just go be Trish Blackwell. Don't worry about anybody else. Go be Trish Blackwell. Go have your energy. Go be you. Because I was like, I'm not sure what you need me to do. Like, what if I say the wrong thing? And he said, just go be Trish Blackwell. And you guys have heard me say that on the podcast in different ways. And I say it because it changed my life. It gave me freedom. It gave me the ability to breathe. It gave me the courage to show up in a, a, on a big stage that intimidated me. You don't have to be intimidated by the stage or the setting. All you need to do is be you. Hey guys, we're gonna take a quick pause because I gotta let you know that this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at BetterHelp.com/confidencepod and get on your way. To your best self. I, I sometimes wish that I had an owner manual for life that somebody had said, Trish, this is exactly what you need to do. But unfortunately, life doesn't come with an owner manual. So when it's not working for you, I want you to know it's normal to feel stuck. And therapy can help you get unstuck. Therapy can help you break patterns that have been passed down to you. Therapy can help you heal from trauma that has happened. And BetterHelp has connected to over three million. Three million people with licensed therapists and it's convenient, it's secure, it's accessible anywhere and it's 100% online. For me, the combination of therapy and coaching was life changing for me. And you can find the right therapist and get started on feeling less overwhelmed right now. And with BetterHelp, if you find a therapist but they end up not being a great fit, you can always switch. They make it so easy. With BetterHelp, you just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. And it couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no delay, no endless searching for the right therapist. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com/confidencepod. That's betterhelp h confidence l p.com/confidencepod. Okay, guys, for speaking hacks in general, there's two things I want you to do. I want you to prepare personally and I want you to have effective speaking via volume production, vocal production. I'm going to cover that very, very briefly. Effective speaking in any way, small group, big group, huge stage, small stage, classroom, boardroom, kitchen. Your volume, your clarity and your variety. So, depending upon your audience, of course, the volume. So many of us speak in a way, or we we feel so overlooked that we have never really practiced speaking with volume. Speak in a way which commands and demands that you are heard because you are worthy of being heard. Your opinion matters. So the volume is to be heard, have volume to be heard, have clarity to be understood, and have variety to add interest. But the more I want to spend time on is your preparation, your presentation confidence to prepare for it. And we prepare by not pretending that you're immune to it. I think there's really a lot of value and freedom to, identify, to admit you're nervous, to admit that you don't love it, to admit that it makes you anxious for, for you to disagree with somebody, with a friend at a big gathering. That, right, especially in today's social and political climate, So admit that you're nervous, but identify those emotions. Do the work. And one of the things I teach in my coaching and in my college of confidence is the T method. And the T method helps you understand your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions, how they are interrelated. Because when we're nervous, we feel that it's based on our thoughts and our thoughts are creating our emotions and our emotions show up. If we don't, if we show up and we allow ourselves the nervousness to be the primary emotion that is driving you, your actions, the way you show up on stage, the way you show up in that social group, the way you show up in that conversation is going to reflect that. We want you to show up and speak from a place, from an emotional state of power, from an emotional state of peace, from an emotional state of clarity. And so we do the work before you speak to do that. And here's the other thing I already kind of hinted at this at the beginning of today's episode. Please don't be surprised with all the junk that your brain says. Expect your brain to offer criticism and judgment and insecurity, and all of a sudden you're gonna feel re- un. You're gonna th- you'll you'll have eaten well all day, but then you're gonna go, oh my gosh, I feel bloated and uncomfortable, and th- does this shirt fit? My brain does all kinds of trash to me. It throws it. It's sort of like. Um, oh my gosh, one of my favorite games. I don't play a lot of games, but one I do love is Fruit Ninja. And it's so old, I feel like you probably know what I'm talking about. It's like fruit being thrown at you. Just think about like Fruit Ninja when you get to the ne- next, like the higher levels, how they get, how these things just keep getting thrown at you and thrown at you and thrown at you. Thrown at you. That's what your brain does when it feels vulnerable. So, you just take your little ninja knife and keep slashing that fruit. Just keep cutting through it and going, Nope, not a problem. Nope, not a problem. Nope, I'm actually not that bloated. Nobody can see. Like, you just keep talking back to yourself. Because here's what the world needs the world needs you to show up. The world does not need a shrinking version of you who waits for approval and validation. The world needs your opinion the world needs your power the world needs your voice so a couple other hacks is to dress for how you want to be addressed if you want to feel powerful if you want people to respect you it's time to take a good look at your style at your wardrobe but are you showing up in a way that would make you proud are you do you have standards for yourself in a way that your future self will be proud of how you showed up. One thing that I like to ask myself is, does this belong in my future? Does how I show up today and what I'm wearing belong in my future? Would my future self go, well done, you took time and you presented yourself well. We wanna present ourselves in a way that feels powerful. When you feel powerful, you trust that your opinion matters. When you feel that, when your brain offers all of that fruit ninja nonsense, able to strike back with a lot more quickness and agility. Posture. Posture matters. It's so funny. I hated as a kid, my mom. And as a swimmer, swimmers have this bad stereotype and bad habit of slumping because you swim a lot of butterfly, you swim a lot, you sort of have these rounded shoulders. And the big thing my mom always was like what did was pull my shoulders back. And she would say, Trisha, stand up straight. I hated it. I was like, ugh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh, did that come back to life when I was a personal trainer? I could not stand slumping because here's the thing. One, you look thinner. You look better. You look more confident. Everything looks better when you stand up straight. And not even that, when you are standing up straight and you have great postures, chest out, shoulders back, chin up slightly, it projects open body language. And even to yourself, just to just practice as you're listening, slump your shoulders over, pretend you have like sweats on, you're just watching a movie, chilling. Now, and then, I'm actually doing that right now, behind the mic, and then take a deep breath, put your shoulders back, stand up tall, and project, and, and just take a nice breath, and tell me you don't feel better about yourself. You feel more aligned, you feel more capable. You feel more motivated. You feel good. You feel drumroll, confident. Posture matters. Open, also, little hack open body language communicates openness. And that means your posture, but it also means even if you're at a cocktail party and you wanna improve your small talk at cocktail parties, hands open, crossing your arms or just being closed off or your body turned away from the room, communicates you're not interested, you're not available, and you're not confident. Openness, even just standing with your hands out, whether rested at your side, will portray you to be perceived as more confident. Another thing I like to think about is what puts me at my best. And if you look at the, well, if I abbreviate that, that's W P M A B, M A M B. That doesn't work as a great acronym, but it really is important to go when i feel my best what is it that puts me at my best because if i'm going to speak up if i'm going to have incredible relationships if i'm going to go and do a big presentation if i'm going to present my my thesis to my you know my professor what Do I need to do to feel as good about myself as I can? I want you to go into these these speaking opportunities that you're aware of, that you know about in advance. You're going to go in having prepared to be the best version of yourself that day. So here's your homework. Get curious about what is it that makes me feel amazing? On the days that I'm crushing it, what does my morning routine look like? For me, if I, have a, if I have a big presentation, a huge meeting, if you see me on stage somewhere, I will have gotten up. I will have done a, at least an hour workout. I will have read my Bible. I will have put on some worship music. I will have stretched, done some abs, also done some journaling, and then done a little review for my presentation, for my thing, for what matters. And then, because if I do all those things, that puts me at my best, and I can calm my brain and go, We got this. We're good moving out. Now, I wanted to spend a couple minutes today. Beyond the speaking hacks, because I know that you're not maybe a lot of us aren't necessarily prepping for the stage, but you might be prepping to start having more of an opinion, start trusting that your voice matters, to start believing that you can do things differently than, than you've always done or that you've always been told to do. So, I want to talk and just spend just a minute or two about speaking your mind, speaking up for yourself. Being, having the courage to be disagreeable. Having the courage to be different. And by the way, also, sometimes in communication and, and confident communication, less is more. I used to have a bad habit of when I spoke, I would over-explain because I was like, well, I want to justify. You want to come off more confident? Stop explaining so much. Stop over-explaining yourself. Less is more. And remember this, you have the right to your own opinion. It's okay if people don't agree with you. You guys know I'm a I'm a huge fan of wine. I have a big dream of owning a, my own vineyard. But I didn't drink in college. I didn't drink until I was legal to drink. That's very weird. It's different. People don't do that. But I was so confident in my decision and my reasons why I liked that decision. I did it for athletic reasons. I did it... Um, for uh social reasons, I, I I had good reasons, and I just wanted to to, to do it. And a lot of people questioned me, a lot of people pushed back. But I still went to parties. I still did all the things. My friends loved me. Man, I was a great DD. And I was also a very great safe drink holder for all of my girlfriends. Right? Well, and and the point, and I was great for beer goggles. My friends were like, "Is he cute?" I'm like, Mm-mm, "No, <laughs> we we move on." So. I, I just want to, I want to show whether it's like you're offering an opinion and you're the minority and you're just willing to do things different, but people are going to question it. It's not that they're doubting you or criticizing you. Here's what's key to know. They're just curious. Same thing politically. I use I used a ridiculous. I mean, come on. I just used, I would never thought I would use the word beer goggles on my podcast, but here we go. Right. I tried to use that because it's such a ridiculous un really unimportant example. But you know what's more important when you're having a conversation about political sides with people in your family who go, I don't understand. How could you? And it becomes this giant, we make these giant, there's so much division in our culture right now. That's these giant character characters like characterizations of people based on an opinion. And how to stand firm in your opinion, how to stand firm in your faith, whatever faith that is to you. How to not Feel like you have to apologize for it or be embarrassed, but but you feel confident, bold, and open about it. That's that's why I'm so passionate about having the courage and the confidence to speak your mind and to speak up for yourself, even if people go, "That's weird," or "Well, really, isn't that a little antiquated?" Or "That's old," or "That's this." Let people, or "That's too progressive." Okay, and yeah, maybe maybe for you, but that it doesn't have to be an argument. It can just be conversation. If you want to have a voice. To stand up for things that matter to you politically, socially, emotionally, you've got to practice that trusting. You've got to practice trusting that what you say matters, that you have to say matters. And how do you practice trusting that what you have to say matters? By having an opinion and expressing the opinion. And that's down to even if you're in a relationship, hey, Communicating, hey, babe, do you, I, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I really prefer when you do blank versus blank. Or I really feel loved when you do this. And I feel overlooked when you do this. It's hard. It sounds easy, right? Guys, I'm, I'm a great communicator, and so is my husband. And even being very, very openly communicative with him, sometimes it's hard. And sometimes you go, well, this opinion's so ridiculous. There's no such thing as a ridiculous opinion. There's no such thing as a thing too small to discuss. So you can practice speaking up for yourself, speaking your mind, being, because being here's what I know. I know that you listening are called to be a leader in this world and leaders are influencers. How do we influence? Well, we influence by our action, but people don't see what we're, what we're doing until we speak something. You have to be willing to do, live a different way and speak and, and, and represent what you care about. And so you can just, so we, so we practice by having opinion and expressing the opinion that's down to, uh, do you like this or this? Don't say, I don't know, like both just have an opinion, practice actually deciding, practice thinking about what in your life you'd like to change and express that opinion. You have more control than you think you do. Also, we practice by having the courage to disagree with someone. We also have, we practice by debating with someone safe you trust for me this is this was this is this was good help for me. My husband is a great devil's advocate he's oh man, he and his friends I don't get it y'all he brings like two or three friends over and they sit in the garage, even though we have great space and they hang out in the house and they all sit in the garage and they have this little fire and um by the way, our garage has like a rug and a TV, so I don't know why there's also a fire in there, but you know um. And they drink beer till two a.m. and they just talk about different subjects, and they legitimately aren't attached. Sometimes they're attached to their opinion, but it, legitimately they just debate with one another for four hours. I go to bed, read a book, watch a French show on my iPad. On my iPad, but they they will. They'll if they all agree on an opinion, they then. Pick one person who, who's going to offer the other option and they really just pick it apart. And it's a wonderful thing to see happen. I sometimes engage and then I get very frustrated and then I'm still doing the work of I should not respond with such frustration. I want to learn how to listen better and communicate better, right? So, but this is just a simple example of debating with somebody you trust of saying, I, I'm going to offer a different opinion, a different way to think about it. You can also practice speaking your mind and speaking up for yourself by expressing your preferences. Even when you don't want to hear, hey, people pleasers, you better listen. Lean in. Even when you don't want to bother or inconvenience someone. Where do you want to go to eat? Oh, I don't care. Wherever you want. Y'all, is, I, I, it's boring. Don't be boring. It's not always accommodating. and Great, sometimes it is. But I got to tell you, I like it when my friends have opinions. I like it when they have preferences. I have a really great friend who I like a lot, but sometimes I'm like, oh, I just wish she had an opinion. I want to know your preference. I want to say, hey, let's go here. And I want you to say, no, I'd prefer here because I want to see what you want there. I like that. I want to honor you. I want to love you by going, cool, okay. Because sometimes in my personality, I can be a little bit of a bulldozer of like, oh, let's go here. And the person says, sure. I love it when people push back and say, actually, I'd prefer blah, blah, blah. That's cool to me. So practice having an opinion, practice having a preference, even if you're like, well, I'm not sure if everyone else is going to like it and that feels pressured. So what? It's okay. You have just as much right to pick the restaurant as anyone else. Okay. Ask for what you want. Practice by asking for what you want. And you guys are going to hear our listener episode is the perfect example of that. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to speed up a little bit. So we get to that. You can also practice confident speaking by initiating conversations with strangers. By initiating conversations with strangers, and that you could just be in, hey, how's your day going? Hey, it's nice to see you. And asking their name. Hey, you know, we see each other all the time. What's your name, by the way? Like, this is for the people that you see at the bus stop. This is for the people that you see in the store, at your Starbucks, at your coffee shop, at the gym. Just starting to say an, an easy in is by complimenting three people a day. I wanna tell you if you start complimenting three people a day that you don't know on a daily basis, you will see massive things change. And what you see is, it has power in your voice. Your voice has power. Just watch what a compliment does. Remember this. People don't care about how you look. They don't care about what you say. They care about how you make them feel. There's no easier way for somebody to feel amazing than by you complimenting them. And also no easier way to start practicing, initiating conversations with strangers and being confident in, in having a voice than just going, Hey, I like your shoes or, Hey, you look, I love your energy today. I'm loving this. I needed this today. And you leave it at that. You don't have to continue beyond that, but also embrace the unknown, embrace the uncertainty. But let's finish out with talking about asking for what you want, because we have an incredible listener. The episode who sent me an email. Maria Kench, and here's what she said: Trish, thank you for all that you do. I've been listening to the podcast since July of 2019, and you've taught me to ask. You've taught me to ask for what you don't want, what for what you want. If you don't ask, you won't know. I recently traded in my Tahoe that was no longer being reliable for a Jeep. I asked if I could get a pink bow, and they said they didn't have a pink bow, but they had a red one. If it weren't for you, this is something I would have normally not asked for. I was so proud of myself for asking and them saying yes. I had to share the photo below. As I know, I hope you are also proud. Congrats on your 500th episode. You are truly amazing. And Maria, I love it. And I love your Jeep. It's gorgeous. And you guys, um, if Maria's referring to, gosh, I don't know the episode number, but it's from 2020. We bought a new we bought a new uh, SUV in 2020 and it was a little, you know, it's one of those long days. And at the end of the day, I had said to my husband, I really want a big bow. I really want a big pink bow. And he's like, we got to go. I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm going to ask for what I want because I see pictures of people with bows on their car. I know these places have it. I'm going to ask. And he was so embarrassed. But y'all, it made my life. It made, it made my day, it Made a week. You can scroll through on my Instagram to see it. Um, You're going to have to scroll back a little bit, but you'll see a sweet picture of me and my kids and my delight that I've got this giant pink bow. Brandon's a little annoyed in the picture. uh, But really, that's just because I think typical husband, he's like, for real, like, we're going to take another 10 minutes. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And we're going to take pictures. And you know what? It brought me joy. And it was amazing. And I just, you never know unless you ask. And also... Like I had to over, I had all this thought about like, oh, don't be the weird kid, girl who I still think of myself as a kid. Don't be the weird woman who like wants a bow. And I also would back to that. So what if I am? So what if I like bows? So what if it's a big purchase to pay cash for this awesome car? Like that's a big deal to me. I'm proud of myself. I'm going pu- to a put a bow on it. So guys, stop judging yourself. Allow yourself to be goofy. Allow yourself to be yourself. Allow yourself to be proud. And go ask for what you want. I'll see you next week. I cannot wait to connect more. Hopefully I'll see more of you this week. We got a couple, we got at least two, maybe three live coaching sessions this week in the College of Confidence. I'll see you there. Collegeofconfidence.com. In the meantime, go be bold. Go be you. Go be the very best version of who God created you to be. Be you. Be free. If you loved today's episode of the Confidence Podcast, I invite you to check out the College of Confidence at collegeofconfidence.com. The COC is where your next step is. In the COC, we cultivate confidence, create courage, and spark change. It takes everything we do here on the podcast to the next level. And our members get crazy, life-changing results. I'm so confident that you will find that the COC is the most encouraging place on the internet and that it will so wildly exceed your expectations that it comes with a money back guarantee. Hey, joining is completely risk-free. You owe it to your future self to take your growth to the next level by coaching with me in the COC. Join me today at collegeofconfidence.com.